Hey dorks, just a quick message reminding you to head over to twitch.tv slash mindgappodcast and give us a follow. We live stream when we record our new podcast episodes, and we're live streaming video game sessions on Saturday nights at 8 o'clock p.m. Central Time. We're playing super rad stuff like Among Us, Keep Talking and Nobody Explodes, Jackbox Games, and Tabletop Simulator. Come hang out and play along with us. That's twitch.tv slash mindgappodcast. Mind Gap Podcast. Welcome to my Gap Podcast. I'm Doug. I'm Justin. And I was reading the chat as I was trying to talk, which is why I elongated that out, because I wanted to be like, wait, what does that say? Uh, how's everyone doing? You can't respond, but that's cool. Welcome to our show. I'm sweating this is, really bad. Are you? F- <laughs> is it because things got off to a rocky start or because you're in a room with no AC? Um, I mean, there's AC on my junk, which is good. Kind of, because okay. so my, feet, cool my feet get really cold really fast yeah. uh, during the day. But uh, yeah, we're doing a little bit off schedule, so I'm a little yeah. bit off my mojo. So Things are, things are just a little uh, slightly uh, askew today, but it's a good thing. But I have way more energy, I think, than I normally do because it's earlier in the day. So that's a good you, thing. You just had lunch, mm-hmm. so you got, you got fuel to get you through this? Yes. I've, I've been moving around a lot this morning. I haven't done any exercise that I wanted to, but I've been moving, so I feel good. good. I feel like, let's do this. Right. Excited to be here. Excited to talk to you again, you know, sooner than usual. So Twice in a week, man. This is nonsense. A big deal. This is a real yeah. big deal, and we're excited to be here. Um, I'm here for it. I'm here for you, pal. Pal. Buddy. Pal. Friend. Buddy. Um, I'm broken. Let's, uh, that is my Christian name. Yeah. <laughs> don't try to repeat it. No, don't do that. Don't do that, please. Yeah. That's, that's not what I want. Uh, you say it three times and, you know, Candyman appears? I don't know. That's all I can think of. I, then I show up behind you and I give you an unsolicited shoulder rub. Exactly. Don't do that. <laughs> that reminds me of uh, people do D&D beams all the time. And you're familiar okay. with the concept of like uh, a D20 dice. It's a dice that has mm-hmm. 20 sides. Yeah. A, a 20 is a critical success and a one is a critical failure. Okay. And there was a wonderful meme the other day where someone, the DM goes, all right, and uh, you walk into town and you see a dog. And the barbarian goes, I want to pet the dog. Okay, roll animal handling. And they rolled a one. It goes, you slap the dog. <laughs> <laughs> I like the concept that a, that a critical fail roll <laughs> results in you not being having motor skills you're just like well because you can picture that in real life right like you go to do something and i say that, i see that all the time where i'm like i i just try to walk in through a door and i trip and i and i, and I hit yeah. i hit into the door i'm like oh i rolled a one on that like that was critical <laughs> right. failure and in, in athletics apparently when you fall upstairs mm-hmm. yeah or the other one was you know there's uh, there's an orc standing on the edge of the cliff, and then the warrior goes, I go to push him off. All right, roll a strength check, and they roll a one, and it goes, you awkwardly touch him on the back. <laughs> you awkwardly rub his, his his shoulders, and he doesn't like it. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Those are the things about D&D that I think get to be so much fun, that sometimes when people are so into winning, they mm-hmm. miss these beautiful moments of failures of what sure, happens. Absolutely, yeah. Like when someone is uh, just trying to convince someone or persuade them, and they roll like, 
a one. It's like, how bad can this get? It's like you accidentally uh, try to call them Claire and you call them a cunt and uh, the conversation ends, you know, like, right. <laughs> your tongue gets tied, you know, <laughs> I love that. This is this is making me more and more excited to play the one shot. Yes. Which, yeah, I I keep thinking about that all the time. Like your first foray into this, I think will be very interesting because I expect you to be mischievous. And mm-hmm. what's great is that there's always consequences to that. Sometimes they're good, sometimes they're bad. But if you're like, I want to try and steal something, I'm like, you can try. Roll sleight of hand. See if anybody Wait. notices. Like, you know. <laughs> oh, my God. Because that's the thing. In the version that we play, again, mm-hmm. there's no consequences, but also actions are severely limited. Mm-hmm. So yeah. it's it's going to be hard for me to wrap my head around we have a clear, distinct goal in the one that we play, and it's going to be very hard for me to wrap my head around when this, you say, okay, let's begin. And mm-hmm. I, okay, what do we do? And you're like, what do you want to do? Yeah, when we play Dungeons & Dragons, the fantasy board game, it is very stripped down. There's not really role playing. There's yeah. just very, like, cool, you fight. And that's well, basically and you it. always try to throw a little bit of the role playing in there. Because, yeah. like, when, when we roll or we do anything with our weapons, you always talk about, and you... You know, you notch your arrow, you pull it back, and you you let it rip. It whizzes by, and he sees it, and he gets angry. Like, you yeah. throw a little bit of storytelling in there. Yeah. But it's nothing nothing to what I'm assuming it, the one-shot will be. It's purely combat-based, whereas the stuff yeah. that I'm trying to build for you guys, it's going to be, there's going to be a little bit of intrigue, hopefully. Uh, who knows? Because I, I the thing I run into is sometimes I'm like, I think I, like, I know where I want the story to go, but that's not the point. The point is where do you guys want the story to go? Right. And I need it's to like, be... It's, it's like improv. Exactly. And I need to be more open to that. And I share some sure. stuff with you throughout the week. And I, I never expect you to watch it if you don't want to. But just something as simple as, I don't know if you saw the one I, I sent to you the other day, where, yep. you know, this very beautiful, dramatic moment, ha- moment happens where these characters go to dig up, uh, see if they can find the, visit the burial site of a friend that died in battle. And they realize that. This, this body's not in this grave. They're like, can we figure out what happened? And they cast a spell to talk with plants. And it turns into this six minute, like nonsensical diatribe where someone starts talking with crabgrass and the yep, DM named Henry, Henry crabgrass. And the DM just rolls with it. Like, and just is like, hi, I'm Henry crabgrass. Uh. Wonderfully rolls with it too. It was beautiful. And it's just, people would ask, like, I have so many more questions about plants now. Does it hurt when I step on you? It's like, uh, it's a little uncomfortable. It's just the voice he came up with. And, he was very much about <laughs> consent. He's yeah. like, I, can I pet you? He's like, please ask before you touch me. It turned into this beautiful thing. Like, yeah. And that's what I love about it because it's truly improv in its nature. And it's, they can take a beautiful moment. And there's this other time where they were in this, they were exploring this area and it's like someone had been in there and it, it, there was like a mess, but there was this chair in the room and they were, they focused on the chair for like four minutes. They're like, what's with, was this, does this chair look like it belongs here? Was it brought in? Does it look like someone was tied to the chair? And after a while, the DM just goes, it's a chair. Like, it, it became this thing where they were so focused on this. He's like, guys, it's a chair. And then it became a joke later on. You know, it's like they met the character like 40 episodes later. They're like, so that chair, did you bring it in or was it given to you? And they just were keep the joke going about this chair. Very fun. It's silly. So I can't wait to have those experiences with you guys. I think that'll be, oh my God. That'll be really fun. Absolutely. Which is exciting. All right. Well, that's a fun little intro. Let's get through some housekeeping. Housekeeping. Uh, So first things first, if you don't already, please check us out on Spotify. We exist there. 
You can listen to our podcast, th podcast there, as well as anywhere else where you listen to podcasts. We indeed. Let's see. Wait, we went. No. Within, no. within half no. a sentence no. this time. It was, it was perfect. It was perfect all the way through. What accent was that? Don't know. But it was consistent <laughs> the whole time. The whole time. It was consistent. Go ahead and just clip that. <laughs> Go ahead and just clip that. Uh, that was a good start. All right. So, yes, uh, we exist other places on the Spotify, but go check us out there if you'd like. Uh, also, please, if you're so kind and you'd like to, come join our Discord server. It's a wonderful place where all of the fans of the show come and hang out. We share fun memes. Uh, we set up game nights. We share recipes. The recipes uh, spot's been blowing up lately. People have been trying a whole bunch of stuff and sharing them, which is great. Um, you can add, you can submit for throwdowns. You can submit for Ask Practical Doug. All that stuff exists there. It's a really fun community, small but mighty. Um, if you want to check that out, go to twitch.tv slash mindgappodcast in the about section. Uh, just go ahead and click on, there's a little Discord button. Click on that. It'll take you right on over to uh, the Discord server. You can hang out there and, and meet everybody. We're very friendly. We're very welcoming. We're always happy to have more people join us. Also, check out our merch on redbubble.com. Guess what? We've got something new now. We've got hats. We've got Ooh. hats in the merch, which is super you can exciting. Cover your head with yes. Mind Gap. I already bought one because I want one, and I also kind of need a new hat. So I'm like, That's cool. A good reason to buy something. Yeah. So you can head over to RedBubble.com, type in Mind Gap Podcast. You'll see our uh, designs. We've got two designs up there: one for the "I Will Haunt Your Butt" uh, logo, and also for the classic Mind Gap Podcast logo. You get all sorts of stuff: t-shirts, hoodies drawstring bags, travel mugs, coffee mugs, all sorts of shit. Pillows. Pick yourself up something nice and support the podcast at the same time. We'd appreciate it. And, you know, you, you deserve it. You've had a rough week. Do, do something nice for you. All right? Treat yourself. Treat yourself. And last but not That's least, please don't forget to check out our video game live stream every Saturday at 8 p.m. Central at twitch.tv slash mindgappodcast. We also record our podcast live, typically on Tuesdays at 8 p.m. Central. Today we're doing it on Sunday, but because Doug's going to be out on vacation, so we're making it work. But come check us out on Twitch, twitch.tv slash mindgappodcast. Saturday nights, I do a live game, uh, live video game stream. This uh, past Saturday, uh, we, as a request from the old Discord community, we did a tabletop simulator night, and we played a new game I've never played before called uh, Scapegoat. And it was so much fun. Justin, okay. you would love this. I am bad at it. But the whole point is that you are goats and you just pulled off a crime. You just stole some shit. And the cops are breathing down your neck. Right. And one of you has been identified as the scapegoat. So you're going to try and frame that person to take the fall while everyone gets away with the loot. <laughs> But the person who's the scapegoat thinks that one of the other people is the scapegoat. So okay. you have to figure out whether or not you are the scapegoat or whether or not you're actually right in who you're setting up. And so there's it's a, a little bit like Spyfall. Yes. So there's a lot of like, there's some nuance to it, which I didn't pick up on. Um, of the six games that we played, I was the scapegoat three times, three in a row. Nice. Didn't know it all three times. But two of those times I won because someone else got paranoid and they went to the cops. And regardless, when you go to the cops, the scapegoat always wins. So two of those three times I had no clue. And I was like, oh, 
I guess I won. So I'm pretty bad at it. But it was a lot of fun. I really had a that really good time. That sounds like a blast, actually. It was really cool. So uh, that's the kind of shit we get into. We're probably going to be doing some Jackbox games pretty soon. Although I think Jackbox 8 is coming out. So I might save it for that. Who knows? What the dub? We've got D&D, the fantasy board game, coming back up. And I'm always looking to do some uh, Left 4 Dead 2. So we've got all sorts of shit we're always cooking up. So, yeah. I'd say the next time Jackbox comes out, when Jackbox 8 comes out, I'm there. Nice. That's exciting. I'll, I'll be there for the inaugural, uh, the the newest edition. People have been clamoring for Jill to come back, too. So I'm going to see if mm -hmm. I can uh, schedule that she in advance. Killed it that one time. Yeah, she had a blast. So I, yeah. for, for her, she's just like, just give me enough warning so we can plan yeah. that accordingly. Because that does coincide with Girls' Night with Natalie. So ah, got to uh -huh. make sure that everyone is on is on the same page for that. So Naturally. Nice. All right. Now that we've got that all out of the way, let's talk about our stuff. Um, oh. Got some cool stuff to talk about this week. Uh, so first things first, um, there's been a lot of articles lately about just in general how um, people have been moving because of the old pandy dandy, the dandy pandy. Um, can we start? I want to just real quick. Can we all just agree to start calling it the dandy pandy? I feel like that's disrespectful, but it also kind of like the same time demystifies it. I kind of need it. Yeah. Yeah. How about the handy pandy? That sounds way worse. I, well, sometimes you pay good money for a handy pandy. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I agree. We'll come back to it. Well, we'll workshop that and get back to you. We'll guys. workshop it. Follow us on our social medias at MindGap Podcast. We'll keep you updated. See how this plays out. <laughs> My Gap Podcast canceled. Uh, so there was a headline from the Wall Street Journal that said remote work turns sleepy towns into booming exurbs. I don't know what an exurb is. Do you? Ex. Oh, like, uh, no, ex, like ex-urban instead of suburban. A district outside a city, especially a prosperous area beyond the suburbs. Okay, cool. Oh, I was thinking they were, it was turning them into ex-urbanites, like ex People, people leaving yeah. an urban area. Right. Hi, yeah. Limited Rolo. Good to see you, pal. It is a bit early for us. And that's because we did it for you, buddy. Because you are several hours ahead. We want to make sure you don't have to stay up till three in the morning to catch our content. So You're welcome. You're welcome. Happy that's how much Sunday. we care about our fans. Right? We're willing to change yeah. our schedule for you. Absolutely. You. Uh, so it says remote work turns sleepy towns into booming exurbs, crowding schools, and worsening traffic. Uh, in the southeast, the influx uh, to exurban areas is driving up real estate prices, straining government services, and sparking debates over to whether to raise taxes. So, you know, they, they specifically mentioned places like Charlotte, Charleston, and Jacksonville. And uh, this whole trend has been fascinating to me for a couple of reasons. One, um, as I've talked about multiple times, like, I'm a big fan of disruptions in traditional behaviors because yeah i get sick of people just doing it uh for the sake of doing it because we've always done it this way you know like things like the music business which we've talked about before people are like well you've got to get a record contract because then with the record contract resources you can go to a recording studio which you normally wouldn't be able to afford and then blah 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 blah, blah. and then over time technology makes it easier to do recording at your home and then things like right. youtube exist and then you create these outlets to other places that sort of break down those barriers and I, I love that kind of shit so right um in this sense it's like oh well you have to if you want a really good job you kind of got to go to a big city 
because that's where all the people are and that's where the businesses are headquartered. So you got to go there and then you got to either live in the city or commute to the city because that's how you got to do it because you can't work from home because that's weird. But yeah. now, obviously, with everything that's been happening, people, most of the people are working from home and to the point mm -hmm. where people are like, wait, why the fuck am I living where I'm living if I don't want, I don't need to be here. And right. then people have just been sort of like, fuck it, I'll just move back home or I'll move here. Or people have been going to places like Idaho has been blowing up. Or, mm -hmm. you know, some of those places Boise are like, is, is Boise is a hot market right now. Yeah, right? Like, that's insane. Um, yeah. And people are just like, fuck it, I don't want to be here anymore or where this is. So I'm just going to, I'm just going to take off. I'm going to go. And it's blowing my mind that that's <laughs> happening. And it's kind of exciting in a lot of ways. I could see yeah. how this in the short term would also be a huge strain on those communities as well. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I think that one of the things, too, that a lot of people are saying, well, especially with everything being shut down, a lot of the mentality is why live in a why live in, for example, a city like Chicago? Why live in the city, pay premium prices for things that I can no longer access? Yeah. And, you know, at least in the in the in the heat of the when we were right in the middle of the lockdown uh, in 2020, it was a lot of people had that thought of like, well, I live in the city. I pay a premium to live in the city, but I also get access to all of this cool shit that you can't get out in the suburbs or in a small town mm -hmm. with all of that shut down. What's the benefit to me? All that shut down, but I'm still paying a premium to live here. Why? That makes no sense. So yeah. if I can go maybe have a little bit more space and. And I can, if I'm sitting in my 790 square foot little box of an apartment, I can go somewhere else and sit and do the same thing. And now I can enjoy the outside too. And yeah. I have space and I have, I have freedom to move around. So I think that, uh, that was a huge consideration. I mean, my God, Beth and I are, are talking about the same thing. Like mm -hmm. this has really caused us to go, okay, well, where do we really want to be? And it's possible now. Yeah. It's totally possible because we've proved that work from home is a, very viable option for a number of, of, of professions and industries. There are absolutely those that this won't work for mm -hmm. and that have to be in person. And that's a whole different conversation that can be had. But for this, we're talking about those that, that are able to work remotely and it's opened up a world of new possibilities for them. Yeah. I think in a lot of ways, you know, maybe redistributing population is, I mean, again, it's going to have pros and cons. It'll be, seen and unforeseen consequences of that right like oh sure like the even the headline from this article is just saying like it's putting stress on communities right and and yeah i don't their know man. roads their infrastructure isn't right traffic isn't set up to handle right this this influx of 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 people and use mm -hmm. yeah yeah and in in short term it can maybe it's a good problem to have right like people are in there they're clamoring for things but i mean it could be more taxable income for mm -hmm. the cities themselves um but I think well, you're going to need to up, update your public works programs too, and that's—I right. mean—that's all you know through tax uh, mm -hmm. tax funding. So, like, they—it it makes sense that these communities are—they're going to look to potentially raise taxes because you've you've got to deal with you know if you've got to deal with a lot more people, mm -hmm. you know, there's there's only one way to really fund that immediately. Yeah, and also if you're looking to de to deter it or slow down a little bit, it's like let's raise the taxes so that you know sure. maybe the influx shortens itself out. But um, I don't know. I find it I find it fascinating just because um, I love the idea of you know my line of work 
my current role is 100% remote, so I will never right. be going into an office in this current role, which is fucking phenomenal. I love it. <laughs> That's right where Doug's sweet spot is. Yep, I'm totally yeah. cool with it. And, um, you know, for a lot of reasons, just like, you know, I spend so much more time with my family. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Jill and I, most of the time, we'll walk over our lunch break, go on a nice walk after we eat. Yeah. Um, we, we try to schedule it every day. Some days it doesn't happen. But I'm like, I, I think in the time that I work downtown, especially when I was working at my previous employer and we were really close to each other. We maybe went out to eat two or three times. Sure. During, yeah. during the, during my whole yeah. stint there. And now it's like we eat lunch most of the time and we go on a walk, which is awesome. Yeah. And then not to mention too, like as Natalie gets ready for, you know, public school, you know, we're thinking, man, the bus isn't that big of a deal anymore because we're both here. Like I don't, necessarily need to be like oh is she gonna ride the bus or not i'm like i i mean we could probably even walk her to school i mean school is pretty is close it that to close it's wow. pretty close it'd be a little bit of a hike but it's not that far yeah. um you know just those sense of things are are done like or the idea of oh man if school gets out of like 245 then you know what do we do th- uh she's gonna what do we, we have to get her an after school program it's like no i'll just hop over grab her bring her back home and yeah. you know go from there it's like it's it simplifies so much stuff. Absolutely, and, yeah. You know, same thing with our dog. You know, just keeping taking care of our dog, and, and I don't know life in general for for me. In that is, it's it's been great. It's also been a real strain on me mentally and emotionally because it's really changed what's important to me. And sure, I don't know <clears throat> if you want to call it a reduction in ambition, but I'm like I'm pretty happy with my home life. And yeah. spending time with my family and like Friday, I was like, all right, we're going to do, we're going to, cause basically on vacation, I'm like we're going to start this off. Right. Joe and I are both going to go pick up Natalie. Mm-hmm. We're going to go to a barbecue restaurant, which we haven't been to in months. We're going to go actually eat there. After that, we're going to go miniature golf, do that. And then we're going to have a fire. And we did all of those things a great family night that I was is an like awesome family night i was like this is the fucking best like this yeah. is amazing and it's made easy to do because i work from home right so how has that kind of stuff affected you i well i to to your point i don't think it's a reduction in ambition more so a reallocation of uh values like you're you're reallocating what's valuable to you where what's important in your life and it's it's just it's reassessing that I don't see it necessarily as a reduction in ambition per se. Like you're you're just really you're able to hone in on what is on what holds value and what's important, what gives your life uh, excitement and meaning. Mm-hmm. And I think that's that's a gift to be able to do that. You it's know? funny because a part of me feels like I'm failing because of that, and I just that's that weird. Yeah, I don't know if I just want to blame society on that, but there was just always this pressure to be like, <laughs> you got to go, go, go. You want to get to the top of everything. Absolutely. And early on in my career, when I even when I worked at the hotel, it was one of those moments where I was like, you know, do I do what I want to be a general manager of a hotel? And I saw what our general manager did and how he basically was on vacation, but he couldn't actually be on vacation. He was constantly checking yeah. emails checking in on stuff. And um, he told me stories of when he used to be a GM at a hotel in the Bahamas and how they called it golden handcuffs 
being that mm-hmm. you get paid really well, but you live there. Like you don't yeah. go anywhere. He said part of the things that G because there was a lot of other properties, the other GMs set up things where they would allow each other to go to each other's hotels and eat lunch. Thing that was like their getaway. It's like, oh, come over wow. here, man. We'll comp it. You eat lunch at my place. I'll eat lunch at your place. And that was their sort of getaway. And so I thought about that. And even just, you know, probably because I haven't found something that I want to be in charge of doing all day, every day that I'm that sure. psyched about. Yeah. Um, Cause I looked at that stuff. I was like, I don't, there's going to be a real cap to how high up I want to get in the chain here. And, right. and you know, I enjoy leading people to an extent, but I'm also like, I'm fine being an individual contributor and being on my own. Like, I don't necessarily need to be managing other people. Well, years ago, you and I were always talked about the uh, that golden ratio of mm-hmm. like, what's that number? Because I think you read an article that sparked a, a pre-mind gap, mind mm-hmm. gap discussion yeah. at, at where we used to work. And it was uh, once you hit X dollars uh, as far as salary goes, the uh, responsibility to income or responsibility to compensation ratio switches over and your responsibilities far outweigh, you know, what not outweigh what you're getting paid, but you're, you're basically, you go from having some autonomy to being completely tethered. It's the golden handcuff thing. Mm-hmm. So I think we like, we've all, we, for a long time, we've talked about like, at what point do we want to get to before it becomes problematic for, for your for just living your life yeah because the pressure is to be like to keep going 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 and i think that's sort of like the capitalistic side of it but honestly for me right now i'm like i'm cool like would i want some more money sure do i want a lot more work no no like no (laughs) like i'm cool within my wheelhouse of like I think I'm I'm in the mid range of of what's possible for my current role, and I think it okay. extends, you know, for, uh, you know, uh, several thousand more dollars. But I'm like, cool if I can over my career make it up there, cool. But I'm not like I need to be senior vice president. Of, I'm like, nah, I right. don't. Before I'm forty, I have to X, Y, and Z. My wheelhouse right now, what I'm interested in is being yeah. creative and creating content. That's what yeah. I like to do. Everything outside of that is a bit of a drag, to put it lightly. <laughs> and if I'm not making something and creating something, yeah, that's kind of, you know, it, for those who are wondering, I'm an instructional designer. So I design training content uh, for all sorts of stuff. I make videos. I do voiceover. I do podcasts, obviously. Uh, PowerPoint decks, uh, one-pagers, handouts, things like that. I design all that. And there's some really fun parts of that which to me is the building and design and then there's the really dragging shit which is doing intake and task analysis and creating a training plan and ooh, tell me more about that and then you gotta analyze oh you gotta design you gotta develop and then baby you gotta lean back and you gotta let me implement what i designed and then we gotta take a second when we're done we gotta evaluate our performance were you satisfied how much would you want to do it again? How can I improve? I'm showing some signs of being fucking wet. Now we're token. Now we're token. Now we're token. Now we're token. Again. Now um, we're token. <laughs> yeah. Some Scottish Norwegian hybrid. I don't know what I got fun. going on here. I don't yeah. know what I got going on here. So. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Noah, okay, no, bye. Okay, bye. <laughs> he hates that so much. <laughs> 
<laughs> that was Noah stopping in to say, yeah. I'm showing some signs of being fucking wet. Um, to go back to the chat for a second here. Like Noah said, yeah, wait a minute. Speak. Oh, wait, never mind. Uh, that was way too far away. Uh, he says, got to move to Nashville and work from home. Right. Uh, yep. Limited Rollo says more people equals more policing, more public services being used, more food being bought, so on for those communities. And Married with Gaming says, I really hope my company moves to completely remote, but he's likely to win the lottery twice before that happens. So I hope you win the lottery twice. That'd yeah, be cool. That would yeah. be cool. Um, <clears throat> then you can be the beneficiary of MindGap Podcast. Yeah. Uh, yeah, there's definitely, I feel like, a hard line for me at this point in my life. And I don't know. I've kind of been half joking, but I think I've been kind of going through a midlife crisis of yeah. like, what do I really want to do? Like, am I happy right. doing what they're doing? We're like, yeah, kind of. But also I'm like, ah, I mean, I really like hanging out with my family. And I start to realize the ideas of I'm not my work. Mm -hmm. My work is not my identity. And I think yeah. I've been like that for a while, which is a good thing. I used to be really wrapped up in, I work at the front desk at a hotel. I'm a piece of shit. It's like, no, that's not who you are, you know? Yeah. And so I, I don't, that's why I've never been wrapped up in titles. People are like, sure. I'm yeah. a senior associate. I'm like, I don't give a shit what your title says. I could, I right. could, I could fucking give a shit. Uh, what is it that you do? And also who are you as a person? It's the same thing when I go to Facebook and all I would see is someone would have just pictures of their kids all over their Facebook. I'm like, that's your idea is you're a parent. Like that's, that's who your identity is. It's like, I, these, these kids are who I am. I'm like, ah, okay. I feel like I wouldn't want to talk to you in real life. You know, like, <laughs> cause I feel like you just have a sweatshirt of the picture of your kids. I'm just like, right. I don't, you know, you'd be the person that pulls out your wallet. Like, look at these pictures of my kids. I'm like, all right, right. that's cool. That's what's guess. on your bumper sticker. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. I thought that shit. Yep. Like check out. It's me. Got a yeah. It's my wife. It's my daughter. It's my dog and a cat. Honestly, yeah. why do those things exist? Like what, what makes people be like, I need to put my family tree on the back window of my car. Why? It's the, it's the IRL version of social media. Like I, it's uh, just, it's, it's showing something that people really don't need to see. Yeah, you know? exactly. Yeah. Um, um yeah. But yeah, I think the the concept of that midlife crisis is uh I never understood it obviously when I was younger. I was I you always see the 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 uh not the glamorization but the the dramatic um exaggeration on in TVs and movies and on the uh, comics and things like that about, you know, uh a balding 40 or 50 year old man in a, a sports car that he just bought and you know, identity crisis. As I'm getting older, I'm starting to understand that, sure, that's the that's the comedic side of, you know, kind of mocking that. But there is really uh, th there is a concept of, of having I think it's less of a crisis and having more of a self-realization or actualization of of that. I am not my job or wow, life is fleeting. What am I doing with my time? And it's it's more of that. And am I wasting time? That's that's more, I think, the reality of what the midlife crisis yeah. is for most people obviously there are some people who just go off the deep end and you know they'll buy a sports car. they'll they'll do the stereotypical thing but well i think that's connected because yeah they aren't enjoying life right they haven't so enjoyed they life so they're like oh i'm gonna go get this sports car i'm gonna go do this thing and because that's the idea of what we kind of get programmed is because at its core it makes sense right you have to be you have to provide some sort of value to society Right. Because if you don't, then people don't have a use for you. It's very kind of gross to think of it that way, but it's true. I think it goes back to just sort of how we were as um, a collective 
mm-hmm. uh, of of humans, right? Either are you hunting? Are you gathering? Are you healing people? Are you scouting? Right. Like, what value are you bringing to the group? And if you're just like, I'm just gonna stay by the fire today, guys. People are like, cool. Well, then you don't get to eat because right. You gotta you gotta, you gotta go do something. So, but at the same time, like it's obviously more complex now. And in, in the idea of well, I have to achieve a certain amount of wealth to be viewed as worthwhile because then I right. can afford things that will make me happy in, in some sort of way. And yeah, it's, it's a weird thing. And yeah, I don't know. I was, I was just, I don't know. Th- this, this pandemic has really shifted my mindset to be like, I, uh, I, I'm very happy with being able to exercise. Mm-hmm. Like the amount of time I spend exercising every day is mind-boggling to me if i look back on what you know past doug would have said you know like are you doing what <laughs> yeah you're walking how much per day and, and you're lifting okay and you're eating what it's like yeah exactly <laughs> your treat for the day is some greek non-fat yogurt with some honey and and some strawberries in it it's like what yeah right that's your treat and it's really good that's, yeah yeah um you know like being able that is that has led me to take a better path you know just physically in my life and, and just understanding that. And I don't know, man, like well, I'm, I'm, I'm just in the, in the best moments I'm outside doing stuff or I'm cooking yeah. or whatever. I'm like, Oh, this is what matters. And I'm fortunately in a role where when I'm done for the day, I'm done for the day. Sure. I don't get yeah. more emails. I don't get phone calls. I don't get bothered. And so I'm like, yeah. peace. I'm out, which is really, really nice. Speaking yeah. of nice, Limited Rollers said the photos on your car thing doesn't exist in the UK. You lucky bastard. That's nice. Yeah. In That's case you, super nice. I know if you're familiar with them or anyone else who's not familiar. They're like these little cartoons. Like, yeah. Like they got figures almost. Yeah. They're, they, they started out like that and they got, you know, they got cute where it's like, oh, there's some Star Wars themed ones. There's some superhero sure. themed ones. There's some Disney themed ones where people point up. But essentially it's like mom, dad, and then there's like. Oh, these are the kids. Oh, there's the baby. And then there's animals. And so it's like, these are all the people that live in our family. And I think some comedian was like, all you're doing is giving serial killers information about how many people exist right. to get. Yes. It's like, why would you do that? And their relative size compared right. to everyone else in the family. Yeah. Also, just bumper stickers in general. I mean, fuck oh, off. I, yeah. I, yep. I, I'm so... This is when such- I was younger, I used to like bumper sticker. I used to like the concept because like the funny ones would get me. And now as I'm as I've gotten older, I'm like, you know what? Bumper stickers can just go fuck. Right. They can go fuck off. I I, I don't need to advertise uh, you know, my brand of humor or anything else about myself on the back of my car. Don't need no. it. Don't yeah. need it. Limited Rollo says no one loves their families that much to share on your car. <laughs> Might be the most UK thing I've ever heard. <laughs> that is wonderful. That's yeah. amazing. That's hilarious. Um, yeah, you I asked how it how it affected me yeah. in the similar sense, uh, the the whole pandemic, and, and I would say in a very similar way, like it's helped me kind of um, understand, and that's why Beth and I are looking at houses. Like one of the things I've realized is I need more green space in my life. I need more. I need the ability to go out and just stand yes. barefoot in my backyard and just stand there, and you know, and just kind of listen to the birds and and just feel calm and connected to, to the earth again like it like i've lived for the last uh jesus christ i mean how long have you been here six years in this building and then prior to that five years in the previous apartment i can't tell you the last time i lived ground floor anywhere so like i've 
I've yeah. lived in the sky for many, many years. Um, and it's just, it's, it's weird, man. Like for a while it worked. And then this pandemic, I looked around, I'm like, this doesn't work anymore. I don't, I don't like this. This isn't fun. And the, the noise and the traffic and everything going on. I'm just like, you know, I think the, the chapter of me living in, in the city proper, at least for now, who knows what the future holds, but at least for now, that chapter is kind of closed. And mm-hmm. It really, I love taking, same as you, like I love, Beth and I will go on on long walks and we'll talk, and like the what you can discuss on a walk is incredible. I love going for walks and just getting lost in idle conversation or if there's something we're trying to work through and figure out, uh, going on a walk and breaking it down. And by the time we come back, we usually have an answer to whatever it is we're yeah. questioning. So like, I love that and spending time, um, yeah, just, just kind of, being you know that's that's really what i i came back from vacation recently and i was so close to quitting my job like i had that i had no other plan like it would have been a horrible idea but i had that like that wave rush over me of like okay you know what now's the time we're doing this and like i made me realize truly 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 how much just the the nine to five element of what i do just is it doesn't hold value anymore, you know, outside of providing for myself and my family, there's nothing else that I find valuable about it, you know? And if someone from there's listening, I apologize, but it's the truth. And I guarantee you feel the same way. Well, I also, not you, but them. Yeah, I know. I think it's one of those things of, um, I think that's okay. I think we should normalize feeling like I'm going to do what I need to do. And then I'm going to go home and I'm going to live my real life. Then like the idea that you have to love what you do, like you have to be like just so engra- engrossed and ingrained in it, and I'm like no, you don't have to. Mm-mm. I mean, it's great if you want if if that's what works for you and that's what you found. Awesome, great. I think that's a bonus. Yeah, but I think there's this just this misconception that you 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 got to find so much value in your work, right? To to assimilate it into your identity because what's one of the first things we ask when we meet people is like, what do you do? Right. Exactly. Yep. What do you do? Which is for me, it's just curious because I'm like, I always want to know, like, what's your skill set? Like, what what is something that you're interested in? Because for me, it can lead to other conversation. But isn't that interesting? How we're we're almost like, hi, I'm it Doug. So and so, what do you do for a living? Oh, me? Oh, I'm an instructional designer. And there's like this little bit of like, ooh, what, what's that? Let me tell you all about it. And it's kind of, I don't know. It's just it's weird how you we've done I, that. I think you have just inspired me. I am now from this point forward going to change uh, my my approach to that. Now when I meet someone new, instead of that being the first thing, it's what do you do for fun? Yeah. Instead of what do you do for a living, that's going to be my new question is what do you do for fun? Yeah. You know, it says me saying I was throw people off. No, that's great. You know, it says me saying I was a facilities maintenance engineer when I was a janitor. See, there you go. It's all about the title, right? right? Yeah. Yeah, it's it's one of those. I think that's a, that's a good way to go about it because I don't need to assess value based on your job. I mean, no. I think it's it's naive to say that there isn't value in certain jobs, right? If someone's a doctor, I'm like, that's pretty fucking impressive to yeah, me because yeah. I'm like, I can't have, do that. <laughs> yeah, and some people have legitimately cool jobs mm-hmm. like facilities maintenance engineer. Yeah, right. Yeah, that's pretty cool. That's pretty fucking awesome. I go. Yeah. Tell me the DTs, the DTs, the DTs of that. Tell me those DTs about the PPs, <laughs> you know? <laughs> no, I, uh, yeah, I, um, I, I just think it is, it's interesting how a lot of people I think have gained a new perspective on 
what holds value to their life throughout this through through the pandemic. And all it took was the world shutting down. Mm -hmm. That's it. Well, all it took was us shifting what we normally did. We needed again. I say this with always the caveat of this pandemic has fucking sucked. It's taken lives. It's been awful. It's wrecked economies. It's wrecked businesses. But socially, it's caused problems, but also it's made us reevaluate what's important. And I Mm -hmm. think that is incredibly paramount to us, like breaking out of what we used to do, but just because we were doing the the rat race, if you will. It's yeah, absolutely. People are like, no, wait, I don't I don't need to do this. Like I can do it this way or we can do or also just businesses realizing, oh, my God, we're spending so much money on rent. Right. For places that we don't need people to be here physically all the time. Like we can actually be more productive remote. You can reallocate some of these funds, maybe actually increase our employees' lives a little bit. We don't have to be stuck in one market for employees. We can go nation or worldwide to find exactly what we need. Like it's just there's been a lot of really great rebalancing in that regard, which I think is is and I think if this pandemic had lasted six months, we probably would be going back to that old ways. But I think at this point, now that we're honestly coming up pretty soon on two years of this whole situation, which is really bonkers. Um, I think this stuff has been irrevocably changed and mm-hmm. I'm hoping that there's some elements that we can be like, all right, this is what's really important. And these are the things that we should take moving forward. But yeah, you know, going back to what you were saying is one thing I always appreciate about you and Beth living in the city is you guys really made the most out of the city. I did not. You, you both <laughs> were like, Oh, we're going to go explore this neighborhood. Oh, there's this like festival going on in this neighborhood. I was like, I don't want to go anywhere. I'm fine. Like, I'm a homebody, but I always yeah. appreciated how, you know, I think doing comedy, doing improv really got me out and about. Yes. Which yeah. was nice. Got me exploring different aspects, which was really cool. But in general, I mean, you, you put in such great perspective is the cool thing about a city like Chicago is things like you can pretty much find anything you want to do. Sports, music, museums, mm-hmm. food festivals like all that sort of shit and when that's taken away it's like why the fuck am i here right exactly. with all these other animals like why am i here dealing with this bullshit paying this such high rent yeah to put up with this because the whole thing was that yeah these people suck but i get to go to Lollapalooza. yeah these people suck but i can go watch the bears or the bulls right. or the blackhawks can, or the cubs and you know i can pop up to rib fest right yeah. or there's you know all that other shit that's going on like it's so great to be able to try that stuff. And if it's not there, it's like, man, fuck this. Right. I want to. But the other side of you guys, too, is that you are very much like in tune with nature and you enjoy going to places like Banff and and, yeah. you know, all that exploring, you know, Canada and, and stuff like that. So I, I think you know, given the circumstances, it makes total sense to me that yeah. you two would be like, yeah, we're looking for something new, which begs the question. No holds barred. Money's not an option. Okay. Not an option. You can't uh, use money. Op- you, you have can't. to figure out. You have to figure out what to barter with. I always do that too. <laughs> this is a barter system. Obviously, pelts. I become a hunter. There you go. Yeah. Where Where would you and Beth move? So, if you're asking Beth this question, Tell it us- is okay. It is. It is right back to where you just said mm-hmm. she's taken us to Canada, and we're living in the Great White North, uh, in you know, a cabin in the forest. And we're best friends with bears. Like that is, you know, it's that that's where we're going. Mm -hmm. Um, uh, If it was me, (laughs) you're asking, um, 
it's a really good question, man. I don't know. Uh, I I feel very uh, drawn. I've never I've never been on the state side. I've never been to the Pacific Northwest, but I've been up near like Vancouver and Whistler in Canada, and I loved that like temperate rainforest climate up there. And uh, just the amount of nature and hiking and rivers and uh, just those little inlets from the ocean that like create these beautiful coves. And I feel like I'd probably go to the Pacific. If money wasn't an object, I would go to the Pacific Northwest uh, or I would at least we'd have a we'd have a home there that we spent a good amount of time there. It's just it's one of those things from a reality standpoint. Uh, it's super expensive and the homes have not been updated since like 1997. It's bizarre. All of them are locked in a, yeah. in a really weird time warp, but I really like from, from a, uh, just a nature and being outdoors perspective. Cause I love uh, kayaking and hiking and all that bullshit that, uh, on Instagram, you make fun of people for, Oh, you post another one of those. It's really fun. All of it really is, you know? <laughs> I gotta, I gotta be honest. It's so much fun, and that uh, that area up there would provide for that. And as far as a way of life or just like existing outside of you get done with your work, then what do you do? It'd be amazing just to be able to walk out the door and hit a trailhead and go. You know. Yeah. Yeah. No. What about, uh, no. Oh, real quick, Noah says <clears throat> his perspective is pay fifteen hundred dollars in the city and have a studio or a two bedroom. It's dinky. And I hate my life every day. Or I spend fifteen hundred dollars in a three to four bedroom home right outside the city and be comfortable. It's still close enough to the action. Amen to that. That's what I do. <laughs> Except Doug says, "Fuck the action." And yeah, I'm totally kind of cool with where I am. Uh, and Noah yeah. says, "You've never considered Colorado?" Uh, no. <laughs> because of the Quite ravagers, simple. right? Because of the mountain ravagers. Uh, ravagers. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. Um. They come down once every seven years from the Rockies. Mm -hmm. You can read about them on Wikipedia. Um, Wikipedia, no, the Star Wars Wikipedia. Right. It, what is that? No, I just want to verify that people yeah. heard you say Wikipedia. So. Right. Or you can read it on Rockipedia, the go. Rocky Mountain Wikipedia site, specifically mm -hmm. about things that descend from the Rocky Mountains. There you go. Um, now, Colorado's, I mean, I've been there once. I've been, I was in Denver for a day or two for work. And what I saw was, was, was great. And I know a lot of people love love uh, different elements of different areas of Colorado. It's just never something that really, I don't know, it's weird. I feel one of the things that I realized is that I, even though in Chicago, we are technically, we're landlocked, we're in the middle of the country, because we have Lake Michigan here, it makes it feel like you're next to a giant, you are next to a giant body of water. Mm -hmm. I, I don't like the idea of feeling so landlocked like in Colorado. Um, which in Pacific Northwest, it's near water. I, I just like that. I like the feeling of being near a larger body of water. It's something, it, it makes it feel open to me. I don't know. I don't know how else to explain it other than mm -hmm. that, but it just has, it's, it's got a, a nice calming presence for me. Yeah. That's so, cool. Nothing against Colorado though. I'm sure, I'm sure we would have a, a wonderful time if we went there. Yeah. Yeah. I think honestly, where would you go? Well, one of the things that's kind of come up and this is going to sound Super pretentious, probably. Mm -hmm. And a part of me is like, talk about this. I'm going to do it because I love you guys. Um, is after visiting uh, Jill's family, uh, Jill's sisters moved out of middle of nowhere, Illinois, to kind of middle of nowhere, Wisconsin. Um, oh and they're building a house up there. And uh, they were living in a lake house. Uh, okay. Jill's brother-in-law's brothers uh, owned. 
And going up there and visiting a couple times, Jill was like, it would be really nice to have a lake house. And I was like, yeah, sure. But then like the more we talked about it, I'm like, actually it would be kind of nice. So it's actually something we're kind of exploring is like, what if, what if we found a place that was like, you're talking a permanent residence or like a, an extra residence, an extra residence. Okay. That we would then potentially put on like Airbnb or something when we're not using it. Little income property. Yeah. Yeah. Um, which is to now still gives me sweats to think about, but you know, at the same time, I'm like, would be kind of nice, you know, but that being said, Doug's fucking real estate potential plans uh, outside of that. Um, <laughs> um, it's one of those, you know, I've always enjoyed more tropical areas, but sure. I don't want to go to fucking Florida. Who um, does? Let's I really just put it out there. Honestly, I've gotten to the point where I'm like, I will only go down there if I fucking have to at this point in time. And I'm so disinterested in going to that fucking state. That I'm sorry, just, real Florida is like there's Disney and then there's real Florida. And real Florida is fucking weird. God damn it. I, I just I couldn't handle being yeah. that fucking nightmare of a state. So nope. that's out. Uh Texas, nope. Um, you know, California, nope. Um, you know, so I would love Cal- certain parts of California yeah. if this wasn't always on fire or with a mudslide or with earthquake. Like there's just it's or there's drought, too much to con- you know, too much to contend with. Yeah. yeah like, and like, again, I and I say that like it's it's a hard that's a hard state to to live in when you're when you're constantly surrounded by natural disaster. Yeah, I just no. Um I I think when I think of retiring, I imagine some tropical place that may or may not exist i just imagine um the i don't know uh, just a, a place that is very chill um yeah. and so would you move know. out of the country possibly like, i would mean you, would you go to like bora bora or something well, here's or the thing like, some... like practical doug the easiest way to get him going is like does your money go farther in a place oh, like sure. that absolutely and it's like, yeah that would be really easy to be like sure we'll go down there right. and our our investments will you know go further you know um ooh, noah says uh, the carolinas are tight if you can ignore the texas energy <laughs> and uh, he also says i'd love to retire in norway tint says panama interesting i mean i, I like these i i'm i'm open to that sort of stuff Right now, it's hard to, con- to even, you know, obviously we're, we're playing pretend, but, you know, Jill's brought it up a couple times. She's like, you know, now's the time if we were going to do it to move. I'm like, mm-hmm. I fucking love where we live. Like, I absolutely yeah. love where we live. I love. And here's the thing. You can't put a price on good neighbors. You really can't. And I have That's amazing neighbors. Yeah. I have the best neighbors. And I cannot imagine going and just rolling the dice to see what I get. Because if I had neighbors that were the polar opposite, that were complete dickheads, I would lose, lose my fucking mind. I would be like, God damn it. Because, um, I've got these neighbors on either side of me that are so kind. And one of them just Natalie fucking loves them. She's like, sure. One of them's named Doreen. Like today we were just, we were going to go get groceries and Natalie was, Jill was mowing the lawn and, uh, she wanted to go see her and she saw Doreen. She's like, hi Doreen. And runs up and says hi just like she just loves you know just absolutely loves them and they're so nice That's like awesome. you know the other day like it, they they went out of town and they asked us to watch their dogs for the day which was no big deal and they got yeah. natalie like a little special bag of candy like thanks for watching the dogs natalie and natalie thought it was the coolest thing and like, we're giving them you know while we're doing it, we left them i made them some shortbread and left them some donuts like on their counters like just 
they're the fucking best. Like they're so That's nice. Really cool. Yeah. And it's like you can't. Before we had moved in, we had ordered some some stuff to be delivered to our new house to the house, and didn't even know these people. They just took the package off our step and held it for us. Like we didn't even know who they were. Like, hey, we saw these. We thought, you know, so make sure no one took it. Here you go. It's like can't put a price on that. Like it's amazing. That's incredible. Yeah. To that that. I think the school systems here are really good. I don't know for sure, but from what I've seen and whatever, I think they look really great. You know, I look forward to now. I love the community here in general. Yeah. People are so nice. Um, there's just a lot of great things. I love our downtown. I, I've never felt like such an old man, like in that, I love our downtown. I love yeah. the library. Um, you know, it's just. You don't sound like an old man. You sound like a nerd. I, yeah, it's just, this is something I haven't had in a really long time. Even when I was growing yeah. up in Kirksville, I mean, I kind of knew our neighbors, but we didn't have, I don't know. I, I felt like being in Kirksville growing up, that was a community, that was a home. And I haven't felt sure. like that since I moved out here. So that means yeah. from the second I moved out at 18 until when we move in here, 2018. So up until three. So basically, basically from 18 to 35, I didn't feel like I was in a home. Like, sure. I just felt like I was living from place to place. And this is the first time that I've been like, this is our home. This is our community. Like, I, I want to be a part of it. Like, I want to, you know, I want to, I just, it, it feels really, really good to find that into the idea to be like, well, we could move. I'm like, yeah, but we just got here. Right. I don't want to go anywhere else. Like, I just, there'd have to be a very compelling reason. I wouldn't say I wouldn't. There'd have to be a very compelling reason to be like, let's pack all this shit up and, and go somewhere else. I mean, it sure. would have to, I, I can't imagine the, I mean, outside of an absurd amount of money or, you know, it, it was, it would have to be so much to convince me to, to uproot and go right now yeah. because I'm like, this is, this is where I want to be. What if Jill just came and said, Hey, I've got this really, I just desire to go to this place. I found this really cool house in this uh, really cool town and uh you know da, 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 she's got her reasons uh no more money no more anything but uh would would that strike up the conversation for you or would you still kind of feel like you would want to dig your heels in and say not right now well we've talked about potentially moving closer to her family because that's mm -hmm. the one thing she really misses is like having that closeness because natalie's cousins especially from jill's middle sister are right around her age and she just feels like with Natalie being an only child she's really missing out on that Natalie's yeah. just been saying today we're getting groceries like, I miss my cousins it's like it sucks that's cute yeah. you know it is cute but I'm like I'm not just gonna move just to be next to them because sure. there's two sides to that right. positive side she used to hang with her cousins the negative side she gets to hang with her cousins and right. um just being around I have been my family is small and we are very disconnected my parents were like, we will raise you and we will get you out of the house and then see you later. Like that was right. like, they're like mission accomplished. There's right. something about that practical Doug can appreciate. It's like, cool, you did your job. <laughs> we're moving on, right? right. Come visit. Right. But like, that was it. That was the extent of what they were willing to do. And it was always like, I always continually was told, hey, go do what you need to do. Move wherever you need to move. Don't be yeah. held back by us. So there's yeah. a part of me I really appreciate. But the downside of that is... Natalie's never going to know my family that well. They will be right. strangers to her because right. they, my family doesn't necessarily make a huge effort to come see Natalie and hang out with her. And the, 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 the positives of that, also like some of the negatives, we didn't have help raising Natalie. Like it was just us. There was no one right. else around, so we made it work. Positives are 
our house is our own. Our time is our own. We don't have to be like, well, we have to go to so-and-so's house or this is the right. Wednesday night where we got to do meals with the family or so-and-so is just going to pop on by unexpected because yes. they're in the neighborhood or whatever. Like we don't have any of that. Like this is, which means we're very protective of our time. We're, right. we're anally productive of our time where someone's it's like you, you don't just hit your anus it's yeah. like yeah you gotta you gotta put on underwear and protect that you know that's Absolutely, the best way to yeah. do it i i think there's there's something to be said to about not moving if you if you move into an area where you know a bunch of people or you've got family or whatever that that's fine that's wonderful but moving there because of that moving there to integrate lives i think that can be it and it works for some people but I think there's a there's a, a danger there of losing your autonomy or losing what you were just talking about, like your individuality, because you do have your nucleus now, and it's you don't necessarily want to be, you know, um, in, in, incredibly linked to and dependent on what else what other people are doing in order for you to function. And I feel like if you move with the intent of we're moving for this purpose there's the danger of losing a little bit of that self or a little bit a little bit of your that nucleus that you guys have built in your family if you move somewhere and you happen to be around people i think if if the intent is to move there for yourselves and there's other people there that you know that's lovely because you can then make the decision you've moved there with the intent to i can jump in and i can jump i can remove myself and i can insert myself where need be uh and and You've you've got the decision. You're moving there with those boundaries already mentally set up, you know. Mm-hmm. And I think there's I think there's a nice bit of freedom in that. I think that to, at least to me, everyone's different, but to me that is a that's a healthy option. Yeah, yeah. I'm always a big fan of doing as difficult as can be when it comes to like family, yeah, and stuff like that. Is is doing what you need to do. Because mm-hmm. if you're constantly being like, well, we're supposed to, it's not unlike mm-hmm. a job, right? We're yeah. supposed to do this because we're family. Sometimes it'd be Absolutely. like, if you weren't my family, would I be doing this? You know? It's a great, yeah. Do I, do I like you enough? To, yeah. yeah. Because there's always that weird sort of like, well, we have to get together because it's Christmas. It's like, no, we don't. We don't have to. <laughs> That's actually a really we good We really point. don't yeah. have to. So why bother? Or, there's no laws on the books that are making us do this. Or it's like, oh, well, my parents are divorced. They don't like each other, but I'm going to invite them both to my Christmas because that's we're all supposed to be together for Christmas. It's like, no, you're not. You don't have nope, to. You, you can do whatever the fuck nope. you want. Like, yeah. that's that's the kind of thing where I, I'm pretty avant-garde with that sort of shit where I'm like, hey, we just saw each other at Thanksgiving. We don't have to see each other at Christmas. We're good. Right. Like, no, we do whatever the fuck we yeah. want. So in that regard, I agree very much in that, you know, I don't want to move to a place for a person or like right. I, I want to do it because... It's that can be a part of the equation. It can't be the only component. Absolutely, of the equation. yes, yes. And, like I said, if you, know. you move there for yourself, and there's and someone else is there, or you're like, oh, so and so is also there. That's wonderful. Mm-hmm. Like that's 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 great because you can make the decision when to engage and when not to. Exactly. That being yeah. said, Justin, there's a lot of real estate in Downers Grove. I feel like you What's should. That? There's you should come check that out. You know. Yeah, man. Uh, you know, right down, literally yeah, down the so, street. There's a house that's for sale. That's cool. Is it hot? Are you hot? I'm hot. I mean, it's nice outside. <laughs> just need to open a window. Yeah, yeah. right. I'll uh, walk over. I'll go to Beth after this. And I'll just be like, hey, you know where I think we should move? Downers Grove. Why? Doug said so. Well, it'd be funny if you're like, hey, we should just check this place <laughs> that you drive out there. 
You're like, yeah. where is this? And it's like, you know, hey, is this Doug's house? No, I mean, maybe, but look, there's a house like right over here at the end of the right. corner set. You know, it looks kind of familiar. I don't know, but look over here. There's yeah. this house. It's like, this and doesn't work for us at all. Natalie standing out in the driveway, just, creepily waving as we go by. Yeah. Like, and the bushes, like, <laughs> what do you think? What do you think, guys? It's just like the apartment setup we had before where we were right next to you. We'll right, watch exactly. Abby. It'll be great. You know, <laughs> I love it. Oh, uh, yeah. Of Noah says, let's buy an apartment complex. We're all in. Welcome to the Mind Gap podcast. Apartment oh complex. Oh my god, the apartment. We could make, but the thing is, we could make each part, each apartment, a different themed apartment mm -hmm. based on stuff, based on inside jokes. Like we could have one. Yes. On the Daddy. It's just it's covered in urine, right? <laughs> we could have one that's just uh, fuck me, slutty. And you know, it's just there's swings. That's yeah, I'll leave it at that. Yeah, just all in the, the apartment. Yeah. And there's one that could just be like either a sauna or like, you know, a shower or, you know, something like that. And yes, exactly. Yeah. I was showing some signs of being fucking wet. Yeah. You're welcome. Exactly. You on yourself, Noah. Just very in, into the water of our world. Absolutely. Uh, yeah. Tint says great neighbors are amazing. They do this, the same package thing, which is awesome. And Noah says, remember the tornado that hit Nashville and how the entire city was trying to help each other out? Food trucks doing shit for free strangers, offering spare rooms. Yeah, that's very cool. Same thing happened yeah. in Kirksville when tornado tore through there. You saw some real human kindness, which was awesome. Yeah. Linda Roll said, moved 180 miles for a fresh start. How, how far is that in kilometers? That's impressive using miles. I'm I respect that. Very glad that you're like these dumb dumbs won't know how far it is unless I do. I'm gonna miles. convert it for them because they're idiots. <laughs> these fucking and you're not idiots. wrong. Yeah, that always bothers me in movies where people are obviously not from America and they're like, it's a uh, X amount of feet or X right. amount of miles. I'm like, you're just doing that for us because this is the American <laughs> audience because we're dummies and we can't yep. handle it. Hilarious. Uh, oh let's God. see here. Yeah, two east, eighth, south division. Go two east, eight, two east, deep, deep state. Nice. Oh, nice. <laughs> That's very good. That's very cool. Hilarious. UK is only a similar size to Florida. That's fair. Yeah, yeah, but not mentality. That's true. Well, maybe in some spots. I don't know. Or Miami. That's true. <laughs> That's fair. Yeah. Uh, who knows? I. Uh, yeah, I just I think it's interesting. Uh, just again, kind of bringing it back to the original. Just just the different um, the different trends that we're seeing that are opening up now because of what we've all gone through. And it's going to be interesting to see where these keep going. Because right now, again, you know, like I said, Beth and I are looking for a house. It's it's a it's a seller's market right now. Like yeah. they are prices are just through the roof, and people are getting away with it because they know people want to buy, and so. I'll be curious to see if that trend keeps going up, if that levels out, if it starts to turn back to a buyer's, like to see where that goes as more people, you know, because I think I really do think that we, even though we've, a lot of people have been talking about this, like the great exodus from cities, they've been talking about it for a year, year and a half now. I think we're only seeing the beginning. I think this is, this movement is going to increase for the next few years. And then we'll probably see it level out and then people will start to maybe move back. I, I feel like you often see people move out of the city, people move into the city. There's an exodus, there's an influx. And I, I feel like right now we're just we're still at the beginning of this exodus. You know, I have no data to back that up, but that's just a gut feeling. No, I agree. Between I think technology has played a huge part in um, 
and how this works out because yeah. we have the capabilities to do this and work remotely and, and everything like that. So um, because you have that and because a lot of our jobs are done in that sort of way, I think you're right. And I think it's probably a good thing to get I do too. Have yeah. people be less congested and, and things like that and, and, and well, spread it out. Also, the city is getting – like if you look at be, – be even before the pandemic, we were looking at some of the new buildings that were going up around us. And when some of the one-bedroom – studios and one-bedrooms are going for $2,200, $2,400 a month, that, that, that's insane. And yeah. then you know your two bedrooms are, are – you know, could be anywhere from three to 35. Like it's, it, or even more than that. Like there's some that are this new NEMA building that was built over here. Like yeah. some of these, oh my God, some of these apartments are, the cost is insane on them, but the building sells out. And so developers have no reason to not keep charging these astronomical rates. Well, if you start to see a bunch of people heading out of the city, I'm hoping that that will allow prices to regulate, you know, yeah. in all these on all these buildings and make the city a little bit more affordable for people. Yeah. If they choose to stay here. Yeah, no, I agree. I I hate things just cost inflating just because they're inflating, you know, yeah. like it's one of those things that just seems very Again, let's break the mold because I think what'll be hilarious is if people try to hold on to those mm -hmm. rates like the CDs, right? CDs yeah. are like twenty dollars. People are like fuck that, and eventually the demand's gonna drop. It's gonna force them to readjust that sort of stuff. Because absolutely, if, yeah. If they don't do it, then um, you know they're just not gonna sell that. And I think that's what we need because it's it's absolutely absurd to think of how much this stuff costs for this space mm -hmm. for what you get because people are just willing to pay for it. You yeah, know? it's like absolutely, it's absolutely bonkers to me, and I don't I don't like that shit. I never have. Never will. I never yeah. like we do it this way because we do it this way. It's like right. That's always been a point of contention. I know for 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 both of us. Yeah, don't like it. I don't like I, it. I don't like it at all. The other trend that I think uh, is going to be really interesting to see where it goes is there is a trend uh, of the people that are moving out of the city. They're starting these um, these arenas in the suburbs. It's a, a giant arena where they invite. Uh, typically they try to make it just the people of that city. So like Downers Grove it would be Downers Grove or it would be Schomburg or whatever. They have their own arenas and they host these. Basically they're just, uh, well, I can't remember what they're called. I think they're. Welcome to the throwdown. That's what they're called. That's, That's what right. they're called. Right. Murder fests. Murder fests. Dun, 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 Which is dun, what dun, a lot of people call the city right now. Murder fest. Oh boy, we have some oh, fun stuff. Oh, what do we got here? What is this? In case All right. Please consider the cannon. <laughs> these cannon transformations, because that's the only way you can compete with DC. You know what? That's true because DC just uh, they got out all of their people. They go God mode. What is ultrasonic? I've never heard of that. All right, let's announce it before we start talking about it. Oh, sorry. I'm just, I'm just off in my own little world. This week's throwdown is Sonic the Hedgehog versus the Flash, and we are being told that we have to include Supersonic and Ultrasonic because uh, these canon transformations are the only way you can compete with DC. So yes, because you know DC. All right. Um, I've never heard of. I was a fan of the Sonic uh, the games when uh, 
on Sega, but I don't remember Ultra Sonic. Yeah, I don't know any of those other ones at all. Okay, so let's go. Uh, I guess we start with base level Sonic the Hedgehog. Yeah. Okay. What do we got here? So, you want to do? Uh, you want to do Sonic here? Sure. So he's incredible speed. Mm. Uh, he cruises at speeds far surpassing Mach one, which is at the blistering speed of seventy seven hundred sixty eight miles per hour. Um, he can scale vertical walls, knock down enemies in his path, run over water, even cause the ground to explode in his wake. He's stated to be the fastest living thing in any world. Oh, okay. Bold, bold, bold. Bold. Uh, let's see here. He can run maximum tilt straight lines, tight circles, through sharp terms, yada, yada, yada. He uh, has trouble keeping his balance when coming to a sudden halt at full speed. For stamina, he's seemingly limitless as he, he's never winded from running. He can also set strong winds in motion with high-speed movements to attack opponents similar to aerokinesis. Um, he's very acrobatic. He's agile. He has flux, reflexes to complement his speed. Uh, resilient to pain and damage. Capable of taking a beating. That's not from what I've seen. He takes two hits and he's dead. Right? Fucking game. He also can't swim for shit. Water kills him. Uh, skilled fighter. Profound use of hand-to-hand -hand combat. Uh, he can take on hordes of Eggman's robots. He can use the power of the Chaos Emeralds to perform chaos control. He allows him to teleport mm -hmm. to other locations. That's pretty impressive. That's good to know. Super Spin Dash is one of his uh, primary offensive maneuver. He also has an aerial variant called the Homing Attack. All right, so now I'm, we're being told we have to take into consideration these other transformations. Which are supersonic and ultrasonic. Yes, yeah, so supersonic, uh, he gives highly amplified speed and strength, which is impressive because he's already very fast as it is. Yeah. Enough for him to go toe-to-toe -to -toe with godlike beings. Such as Sigma-3. Oh. Perfect Chaos right. and Perfect Dark Gaia. Uh, Sonic games, I'm seeing now why we're being told we have to include them. I, I Indeed. He has high-speed flight and virtual invulnerability to harm, even when hit by Sigma 3's energy blast. He only got slightly singed. Okay. As Super Sonic, he's able to friendly manipulate Chaos Energy. He can charge his fists with Chaos Energy to amplify his strength and his, of his strikes, and as well perform the Chaos Control, which allows him to bend time and space to his will. Good. Interesting. Then lastly, there's ultrasonic. Um, again, increased strength, speed, and reflexes. Able to fly through midair and be invulnerable to virtually any harm negating conventional damage. All right. He's even he's capable of moving even faster than supersonic. What? Uh, ultrasonic can control the bond of local atoms. Okay, now we're getting into the DC realm. Yep. Uh, manipulate non-living matter by changing its atom structure, turning air into a wall of water, or turning stone into a column of large uprising spike. Uh, it affects living matter. Uh, okay, so we don't even know what's possible for the limits of this. Okay. Is, I love this. The encyclopedia states, there is also an even <laughs> rare super form that can come from excessive consumption of power rings. The number of power rings needed is unknown. It could be hundreds. It could be thousands. But it grants the users vast amount of elemental magical talent. Uh, alludes at ultrasonic's abilities having a magical nature. All right. Uh, let's see here. He's strong enough. Resistance to time alteration. All right, cool. I think that's enough. That's that's a good. We, we kind of get an idea of where he's going. Yeah. yeah. 
I think that's so with the flash, we're talking about the Barry Allen flash, uh, specifically is, is what we were handed. So that's what we're going to operate off of. Uh, speed, speed force conduit after Barry was struck by a bolt of lightning and doused with chemicals, it created the speed force, a mysterious cosmic force that pushes time and space itself forward. As it does this, the speed force creates excess energy, builds up, needs to be released. The flash is effectively the speed force's release valve. So that's how he gets the speed. Actually didn't realize all of that. That's interesting. I knew we had a connection to something called the speed force, but didn't realize that he was the conduit through which it released itself. Hmm. So, um, ba, 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 ba. when Barry uses his powers, he taps into that built up energy and expends it. Um, let's see. He's a master of the science of the speed force. So he has mastered it. He can evolve when it comes to a terms of, uh, Superhuman speed. I'm just going to kind of go through here real quick. Uh, superhuman reflexes. Uh, reaction time is augmented to superhuman levels. Allows him to be, uh, he can dodge lightning. Uh, his body sends pain messages to his brain at such velocity uh, that the phantom second he feels something, he will react. So there's that. Let's go back to the speed real quick. Um, he's Far faster than Superman and Supergirl, it says in this article, was fast enough to repair an entire city without anyone realizing he ever left the room. Uh, time seems to slow down around him, making him invisible to other, others within their relative time frame. He can clear out the entire population of Tokyo, around 38 million people in only 30 seconds. What it doesn't say is that all of those people are, are dead. dead now. Uh, <laughs> he also has moved fast enough to battle the uh, Shade's Shadow, which moved at the speed of light. So while Sonic can break Mach 1, it's saying here he's able to battle something that moves at the speed of light. Um, when moving at the speeds he does, a second can feel like a day, blah, blah, blah. so he's tortured. Um, let's see. Managed to race through the multiverse. All right, let's move on from that. Superhuman stamina, he can fuck all night. Fuck. His body can handle the stress of moving at superhuman speeds. Da, ba, 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 ba. Superhuman agility, superhuman strength, speed force aura. It's surrounded by a friction cushion, field of kinetic absorption energy that protects him and anyone who is running with him. Ah, or care. Okay, fair enough. Uh, superhuman durability, accelerated healing, aerokinesis. By rotating his arms at super speed or running in a circular motion, he can create strong vortexes of wind. He can also use the slipstream of airflow created by his speed to draft millions of gallons of water behind him to keep a village from, village from flooding. Interesting. Okay. Uh, dimensional travel. So he can uh, do that too. Electrokinesis. So he's got the electroblast, electromagnetism. Jesus Christ goes on and on and on and on. Enhanced mental processes. Enhanced senses. I mean, I, we don't need to go through. Mole molecular acceleration. Um. Yeah, I mean, I could keep going. I won't, but uh, yeah. yeah. So needless to say, again, even with everything that Sonic, all the evolutions of Sonic, when it comes to a DC character, they have they have uh, outbuilt their uh, their uh, their character. What do we call that? They've skeleton king them. Yes. I think I think this would be this this would be a, a phenomenal 
duel between these two mm. um because they do share a lot of the same similarities i think i would give the edge to the flash for a couple of I, reasons well, i just read he has super steel yes. he admits that he can steal speed from others but he needs to be in close range in order to do it so there's that he also has magic negation so if Sonic is doing magical stuff, he, if, if the Flash vibrates at a certain frequency, Barry can disrupt constructs of magic. Ooh, interesting. Um, he also... Wait, was one of the things that Sonic did magic? Yes, I believe. Okay. At least it was magical. It was akin to magic. It's like, Got it. Um, it seems like they have a lot of the same things, which I consider a wash, but he also, Barry also has a genius-level intellect, which is not stated with Sonic. So I feel like yes. Barry could out uh, outthink him tactically as well. Um, his tactical analysis and things of that nature. Um, Noah wants to throw a quick correction in here. Sonic, without being supersonic or ultrasonic, can move at over Mach 500. All right. So there you go. Seen faster. <laughs> 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 not impressed. Doug is not impressed. Not impressed. Um, Justin's not happy. <laughs> I love it. He's very fast. Um, I I think yeah, I, I think I think it would be a very interesting duel, and I don't think it would be easy. But I think the Flash has Flash also has time travel. I know Sonic can pass. What does it say he could do? He can manipulate. He basically can travel wherever he wants instantaneously, but I don't think he can manipulate time. But the Flash can. Dog yeah. just entered the room. Hi. Loki! Left the room. She just busted open the door. That's cool. Just wants this open. Don't like closed doors. She's like, hi, and I'm here. <laughs> um, um, yeah. Yeah, I think, uh, I, I, again, I think Flash would be... This, this, this fight opens up, and Flash is very confused at what he's seeing mm -hmm. because he's never seen a Sonic before. And so... There's definitely a little, I feel like Sonic would have the upper hand at the beginning because Flash would be trying to figure out what the fuck this is. Yeah. And, you know, it's a, it's a, it's a hedgehog that looks nothing like a hedgehog that's running very fast. And mm -hmm. so what's happening right now? What world am I in? Yeah. But after he gains, he moves so quick, he thinks so quick, I feel like he'd be able to catch up fairly instantaneously. And uh, I don't know. I feel like, again, if he's close to him too, he can steal some of that speed and... What's, what is Sonic without his speed, yeah. but just a gnarly hedgehog? Exactly. You know? So, and while he has good hand-to-hand -hand combat, so does Flash. So I think, yeah. again, a lot of this stuff is a watch. I think the Flash is going to... The Flash has fought other beings more powerful than Sonic. And I think... That's fair, yeah. I think it would be a admirable fight, but I think at the end, the Flash would win. I have to agree. I think it, Sonic would give him, again, a run for his money. Wait for it. But I think at the end of the day, it is That was a good one, guys. Really good. Well, it actually was very good. I really enjoyed that one. Thank you, Council, for again supplying us with a wonderful throwdown. You're the best. We appreciate you. Yes. Uh, Justin, what do you have to recommend for this week? Uh, well, Ted Lasso, season two, still going strong. So please check that out on Apple TV+. And then uh, I just started um, Atlanta which uh, is Donald Glover's um, uh, show that he has on FX. 
And uh, the first two seasons are are out. I think they're working on season three right now. I think they're shooting it. Um, but he's, I mean, obviously he won a, a ton of critical praise for this and uh, some awards. And it's been on my, I love Donald Glover, uh, Childish Gambino, everything he does. And this has been on my radar for a while. Finally just started watching it. And I, my God, what a great show. What yeah. an absolutely fantastic show. Um, it's on Hulu uh, right now uh, via FX. And uh, I would strongly recommend people check it out because it's it's weird. Uh, it's funny. It's poignant. There's It kind of covers all bases, only how he and his team could do. So I would strongly recommend checking it out. Um, yeah. What do you got? Uh, I've been going through and rewatching old movies lately. Okay. And I rewatched Event Horizon. Um yesterday have you ever okay. seen that one justin if i if i have i don't remember anything about it uh special shout out to buzz how are you man thanks for stopping by he's the other half of rollo for their podcast what the funk sure very nice check that out nice to see you buzz thanks for stopping by um event horizon essentially it's a movie uh from the late 90s i think starring um sam neill uh Lawrence fishburne and a couple other folks. Uh, essentially, it details the story of a ship named the Event Horizon, who was this uh, flagship and using this uh, gravity core to instantaneously travel from one part of the universe to the other one. Yeah. It, it goes, and then it disappears for seven years, and then it shows up again outside of Neptune. And this crew of people go to check out and see what's going on. And the graphics... You know, some of the, the stuff doesn't hold up super well. <laughs> some of the, the like the opening and ending credit music seems so out of place. But altogether, the concept of it is very cool. It's cool. very cool. It's kind of creepy. It's like a it's a horror film. And um it uh ninety seven. Yeah, it was it was fun. I I loved the concept of it. Um it reminds me a little bit of like something you'd find in the forty K universe. And uh, it was it was good. It was nice to go back and revisit it and be like, yeah, I think this still holds up. I think it's still worth watching. Um, again, just sort of like graphically and whatever CGI. Don't expect a whole lot with some of the stuff. Sure. Uh, there'll be some things you're like, okay, that looks whatever. But it's 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 good. It's a, it's, it's a good. Kind of twenty nine percent at Rotten Tomatoes. Really? Yeah. Really? Maybe that's Holy one of those ones cow. that I watched and I was just like, I, don't, I think it's like a cult classic for to a lot of people i feel like i'm looking more into this i can confidently say i've not seen this one really i don't okay. know what i was thinking of but uh yeah the the name was familiar but i i have not seen this one okay well it's on hbo yeah. max so you, go check that out i'd recommend it i think it's a it's a fun movie um it's i think it's worth checking out it's it's funny when you go back and look at the rotten tomato score for some of those things you're like really it was that bad huh the audience gives it a 61%. So okay. right there, that tells you. I, I always yeah. feel like you've got to take – well, you know me. I don't really yeah. – I don't put a ton of weight behind Rotten Tomatoes anymore. But yeah. um, interesting. Okay. it, it look, uh, Yeah, it's on Hulu it looks like. So I can – can, you can yeah. check that out and Atlanta at the same time. Yeah, it's only an hour and a half. So it's a quick yeah. movie. So I'd say it's fun. It moves probably a little too fast, but it's uh, it's good. I enjoy it. Cool. Just check it out. Very uh, cool. You should also check us out on all of our social medias at Podcast. Uh, you can also check out our YouTube channel at MindGap Podcast, where we post all of our episodes as well as clips and highlights from our shows. And of course, be sure to check us out on Twitch, twitch.tv slash MindGap Podcast. 
Drop us a follow, turn on the notification bell so you know when we go live, because we do go live typically on Tuesday evenings at 8 p.m. Central, as well as Saturday evenings at 8 p.m. Central for game live stream. And also be sure to check out Justin online as well. On Instagram and Twitter at Justin underscore Michael, spelled M-I-K-E-L. It's the fun way of spelling it. And while you're in the online realm, check us out on Spotify, Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Samsung Podcasts, all the places where you can find reputable podcasts and consume them. We're there. Um, go ahead and subscribe to us, rate us, review us, do all those things. Uh, one of the big ones we always ask is just share us around. A, a, a recommendation from you to your friends and family and, and coworkers and whomever else goes a very long way. They trust you. So Tell them how awesome we are. It means a lot to us. And then twoestateth.com slash mindgap. And just keep an eye on all of twoestateth stuff. Hell yeah. With that being said, I'd like to say to you, Justin, thank you. Douglas, thank you. And I hope you are in the middle when people are hearing this, in the middle of a wonderful vacation. You know I'm going to be. And to all the people on Twitch, I want to say thank you. Listeners, thank you. You all have a dandy fucking week. Mind Gap Podcast.